Welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. On this week's episode, Dougie and I talk about our favorite Burt Reynolds films, and we also review Smokey and the Bandit. But what we were supposed to do as our feature review was American Graffiti, the cult classic from 1973, directed by George Lucas, starring a whole bunch of people you recognize as kids, pretty much. And uh, we're going to get to that and our Burt Reynolds tribute here soon, so I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Every week, we talk about film, sometimes new. I was there to push people beyond what's expected of them. Sometimes old. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Films that inspire creativity. Give my creation! Ah! Films that inspire hope. I'm gonna see the world! Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and then I'm gonna build things. I'm gonna build airfields, I'm gonna build... Films that take you to a place you never knew existed. I'm feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Sometimes, films that are just entertaining. We hope that when you listen to us, you walk away with a new idea, a new perspective, or at least you have a good time. Are you not entertained? So, American Graffiti. Yikes. Yikes. So, I was a, uh, I was looking forward to see it, seeing it again. Had you I, seen it a I, long time I ago? I had seen it uh, a, a great while back and had enjoyed the music from it it's sort of my era and and, yeah because you're born in 53 yeah and so this movie is set in 1962 or 63 and uh it uh it had a lot of the music from those days and uh, uh i actually hadn't remember all the cool cars in it but the movie itself yeah it was not as good as I remembered it. You remembered it being good. I, I was looking forward to seeing it and looking forward to having you see it because I know that sometimes if you're not looking forward to a movie, you still like it. Yeah. You, you have a pretty eclectic taste. And and I thought, well, this might be good. Uh, and uh, and not, not so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my, my understanding was that American Graffiti direct, was George Lucas's first film. Uh, I recently heard Ron Howard on WTF with Mark Marin, and it was a good interview. And they talk about American Graffiti, ah. uh, and they talk about it like just about what a great film it was. Like Ron Howard loved the experience. Uh, Interesting. And you know, uh, I've heard on other things people kind of compare it to Richard Linklater films, where he's just kind of. The plot is really non-essential, and it's really more about the characters and uh, kind of their well, situation. That's a good thing with this show that the plot was <laughs> Un- essentially yeah. plotless. Yeah, um, and I really like Linklater films, Dazed and Confused. Uh, I don't know how much of his stuff you've seen, um, but they're very conversational. It's almost as though the whole movie is a dialogue with right. no. Uh, with no real plot, there's a there's a very thin plot, uh, and in this the plot is maybe the most thin plot I've ever seen. It's pretty thin. Uh, essentially, Ron Howard and Richard Dreyfuss's characters are going 
it's like their last night of summer before they right. go to college. Right. They graduated in the spring. Right. And they're going to college the next day. They're supposed to leave early in the morning. And Richard Dreyfus's character is wishy-washy. Now he's not sure he wants he's, to go. Yeah, right. he's not sure he wants to go. He thinks he might want to stick around. He's it's nostalgic. A, and they're in yeah. kind of a small town. Although it doesn't feel it's that, not small. that small. For me, it kind of, it kind of, they were trying to play this out as though, like, it's a small town, nobody ever leaves type yeah. thing. Because there's an older character. I don't know the actor off the top of my head. I don't either, but he was one of the bright spots in the movie. Yeah, he was. He was one of the better better actors and kind of the more interesting storyline. Right. He gets stuck with this kid right uh who he thinks he's going on a date with and yes the, yeah and it turns out to be she's, she's like 14 be 12 and, yeah, yeah something like yeah. that she's way too young and it's in it's filmed in the 70s it's taking place in the 50s i had a bad feeling about that story <laughs> yeah you did uh, i did i was like you know i made, should trust your gut more made in a different era i no, i'm talking about specifically the older guy and the 14 year old oh, girl right. i thought oh, that was gonna be oh, right i thought that was gonna go somewhere that in today's standards would definitely not be acceptable right and it, even in the 70s it would have been a little too too much right um right. so i mean i don't uh, and on this one since it's not a new movie it's over 40 years old right i feel fine about spoiling it Ooh, are you going to spoil it for the I'm fans? Spoil it for the fans, but it's only been out what? <laughs> uh, Forty-five years. Forty-five actually. years. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's aged. It's well, it's aged. badly. <laughs> but but yeah, back to the original point. Like a lot of Richard Linklater's films, he kind of sets the camera on these two characters, and you just watch them talk. And sometimes there's very little script you can kind of tell, and they just are having a conversation as these characters would in real life. Um, and that was kind of the feeling I got here is like we're stuck here following these two main characters, Richard Dreyfus, Ron Howard, and then this other guy. Um, and that's kind of the that's the story. This last night, and the plot is is non-existent really. The dialogue is really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Here's the weird thing: the film is pretty famous. And people remember it nostalgically, myself included. But when you rewatch it, well, don't rewatch it. <laughs> Just remember it's it bad. as it was. Uh, my recommendation would be buy the soundtrack. That's yeah. That's essentially what you're doing. You're watching a soundtrack, and the soundtrack is pretty good. Yeah, and it is good. It's got a lot of '50s pop, yep. which I'm not a huge fan of. Right. I never seek it out. But probably because you're not old. True. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'll. When I'm old, I don't know what I'm gonna search out. Hey, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you are old, and but yeah. this was your era, as you mentioned. Yeah, so I'm it makes fairly sense. eclectic with music. So, yeah, but this was this was a good soundtrack for me. Well, and it was a good soundtrack to me, and seeing it in its rightful place in the car radio with the. Like, you know, with the windows rolled down on sure. a hot summer night right. in, in the, the 60s. Like the drive-in where the where the people roller skate out to give you your food. And yes. A job I couldn't do, by the way. You can't roller skate? Uh, no, not with the hamburger and fries. <laughs> you could. And a big gulp. <laughs> I, 
I haven't roller skated in years. But we digress. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the atmosphere was really good. And that was the best thing about the movie is it felt old. It felt rightfully soundtracked along. Well, and a thumbs up, too, to the, the cars in the film. Uh, having had a couple of cars like that, yeah. those cars were amazing. Some beautiful cars in there. If if you if you're and a car person, I'm so not a car guy. You're not, but no. the the '50s style cars were big and boat like. Yes, and and fancy and you know when you drive on today, I know how this dates me, but if you drive <laughs> on the road today, you can. It, it's sort of hard to tell the cars apart. Right. You know, Everything looks. If the you're same. a little kid learning about cars, you, you know. If you were then, you'd go, oh, that's a 57, look at the fins, etc. Right, so, right. But the cars in there were were impressive. The and cars were great. The music was great. You, Everything else was pretty much a wash. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. And it got awards and things, too. Yeah, and it got, yeah, and it, people talk about it like it's this great moment. They almost talk about it as important as Star Wars. Yes. I just don't see it. Yeah. Now it was based on the the, the director is based on his, his uh, time in high school. Okay. And and some of the people in there are actually based on real people as you see at the end they do this this yes. thing where it, it tells what happened to these people and right. they were actually real people. At least four of them were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh in in what typical for me is I have to look and see if that's really true. And it really is. And it was based on his experience, you know. But, you know, if you go back to, uh, I'm afraid we're jumping all over the place. But if you go back to one of the things with the movie is that it's supposed to be this really small town where, uh, you know, he's the class president. She, of course, is the, the homecoming queen. Yes. And, you know. Everybody knows everybody, and yet the streets there are streets of a pretty big town. Yes, and that did not fit to me. No, it didn't. It didn't. It was like they were they were playing it like it was a small town. Yeah, southern almost. Uh, I have taken a '57 Chevy and cruised a city in California like that, and it's like that. Yeah, but it was not a small town. Right. But that's the feel they were trying to get. Right. At least that's exactly. What I got so it was, out it was of it. a little tough to make the mix, I guess. Yeah, we're being pretty hard on the film, but I, I was, I was disappointed. I was. It didn't take very long for me to be ready for it to be over. Uh, almost instantly, like, so. I enjoyed it more than you did. You did, I like the yeah, cars which is the great for me because I'm usually the one who enjoys yeah, everything, right. and you're like, yeah. it's well ah, made, well, as well, we'll made. find out next yeah. week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, it's always fun for me when you enjoy a movie so much more than I did, and right. you didn't enjoy this so much more than I did, but mm. you at least had a thing to grasp on as kind of your childhood, right. you know? right. You drove a 57 Chevy. I did, indeed. You pointed out the model to right. me in the movie, and Which that was kind of cool. To you, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, oh, the brown one? I had two of those, yeah. yeah. Uh, the one one you crashed into a wall, right? Um, yes, indeed, I did. <laughs> what happened to the other one? Actually, you, you it was sold the corner it. of the wall, which made it even better, pushing the, the engine <laughs> back into <laughs> well, myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, you were driving your brother. Yeah. And he just walked to school, right? Yep, he... <laughs> 
He got out. He had to get to algebra or something. (laughs) It's a great story. You bet. I don't know, Rod, if you're listening, shout out. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was good. Um, But yeah, man. uh, So the highlight for me was Harrison Ford's two lines of dialogue, pretty much, and like he plays this like in Greece. Uh, Danny Zuko has this arch nemesis from the other school and they're always racing for pink slips. And there's kind of a similar situation. That's that's who he plays, basically. Um, And he's got two lines of dialogue and they're hilariously delivered just like Harrison Ford. It's (laughs) like watching every Harrison Ford movie. Uh, It it was. (laughs) In in fact, it was too much like Harrison Ford to me. (laughs) I'm a Harrison Ford fan. I am too, but he's a bad actor. Yeah, (laughs) He's he's a good action guy, and, yeah. and his films are fun to me. But uh, yeah, yeah, he wasn't all that great in this either. <laughs> but it was fun to see him because it's like his first well, role or whatever. The other you know. thing about the film that was fun is to see a plethora of uh, plethora. Sorry, <laughs> oh, I do not think you know the, what that uh, word means. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the just the, the wide range of young actors who would go on to be pretty famous. Yeah, and I was thinking about that a little bit because if if I stop and think about it, most of those guys went on to be famous playing comedic roles. You know, Cindy Williams and yes. You know, uh, Ron Howard and and those guys. Uh, only a couple of them really went on to play more serious roles. Hey, we got Dreyfus, yep. who has been in serious Dreyfus roles, but has he's played some a, serious he's roles. a yeah. comedian at heart. Yeah. Uh, Paul Lamette. I don't recognize the name, nor did I recognize his face really, but he's the character that you and I were talking about. Yeah. The the. Right, the the guy who picks up the the young girl. Yeah, he doesn't really pick her up. He gets stuck with. He her. He gets stuck right. with her, and that was, which makes it okay. <laughs> yes, from what yes. You were He's talking asking about earlier, the right. girl in the front seat if who's quote yeah. unquote of age. She's his right. age essentially, right. and he's right. just he's oh, trying yeah. to pick her up. She's like, "Hey, my sister will ride with you." Yeah, oh great, and he's Send like, her over. "Great." And, oh no, <laughs> oh she's twelve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and he drives her around, and he's really kind of kind to her. Yeah, and he is. He's the tough guy. He's the racer that that other guy or that Harrison Ford is looking for, so he can race in a race. And he's a right. tough guy. He's also the guy that didn't leave town. Yeah, that we're com- like we're Richard Dreyfuss's future is essentially this right. guy. You want to be you want to be that guy who never leaves town and drives around all the time and. Yeah, and the guy who does that knows it. He's the one who says to Richard Dreyfus, "Hey, man, you gotta get out of here. You gotta go to school. Yeah, he's, you've got this opportunity." He's actually kind of a cool. He's character. a great character. He's the best character, in my opinion. Ron Howard turns out to be oh. just a kind of a dirtbag. I mean, not even turns out he he tells the girl in the first scene he wants to be with her, but. At college, he wants to see other people, but he still right. wants to be with her. Like, right. what a dirtbag. And for all you Ron Howard fans out there, I'm sorry, but he's not a very good actor. He's a great director. And that's no, right. he's a mediocre When we director. were watching this film, Kevin goes, yeah, that's that's why he's a good director. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Cindy Williams, Mackenzie Phillips. Mackenzie Phillips is the the young girl. Yes. And she went on to do comedic roles as well, I believe. Cindy Williams was um, Laverne and Shirley. Yes. The sitcom in the... Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite a collection of people. That's kind of fun to see them because, well, they're a lot younger, you know. Yeah, that was fun. But you could do that by looking through an album too, right? (laughs) Uh, And then the other credit is Wolfman Jack. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and that was cool because they use his. He, I don't know if he read parts for that, like if he read a script for that or if. They just took his radio bits and played them, but um, uh, yeah, good question. I I think they probably he probably read for it, but, yeah. but he was pretty famous. Yeah, and so that was kind of cool and, to yeah. hear him in like what would have been his natural state, really, because right, that's what he did right. for a living. Right, exactly. And then they go. He goes in, and, and the he goes in the. I forgot the guy's character's name, but he he goes in and meets Wolfman Jack. Only he doesn't know it's Wolfman Jack, and they're going back. Okay, so Wolfman Jack lives and works in this small little town, right? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're being pretty hard on it, but I was disappointed. I so. was very disappointed. Yeah, and I, it's one of those when you watch a film with somebody, you want somebody else to like it, but it's like neither one of us. No, we, we weren't. We were. You can always tell with me when the movie's not catching my interest because I really don't like to talk through movies. Right. But uh, this was this was hard for me. I did not really enjoy the experience. No. <laughs> um, it was fun watching it with you. I always enjoy watching movies with people. Right. But when the movie's bad, it's bad. It's, well, and the t- the two major parts for me were the cars and the music and. You don't like music of that era, and you don't know very much about cars from then. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a kind of a big swing and a, a miss. Swing and for a miss you. for yep. me. A swing so, and a miss. Dougie, what would you uh, what would you rate American oh Graffiti? Wow. You go from a half. Okay, so to I'm going to go five. a two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, because. Uh, the, uh, the okay, so just because of the cars and the music, that's I mean, perfect. Yeah, and that and that, by the way, was no small, um, no small thing for them to put that all together. Uh, obviously, the soundtrack can be put together, but but it was, uh, and I think you've talked about this before. It was one of the first movies to do that to really use really that as use a soundtrack. Music. And so there's this cool term called diegetic or non-diegetic, and it's, it sounds like a soda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's where the music is coming from a source in the film, not uh, over the background. Right. So you can have a soundtrack that's non-diegetic. Yeah, I know. I wasted it. I made a big deal on the ep- on an episode we recorded about Dougie opening the soda can earlier. Than he was supposed to, and then I just did it. <laughs> I get it. Double standard. It's okay. You want to open your Diet Coke now? Yes, I do. Okay. So this is diegetic. <laughs> okay, that Perfect. was disappointing. <laughs> no, that was per- registered on the thing. Excellent. Um, but yeah, so like 
when somebody in a movie is driving a car and the soundtrack is going over and then they hit the radio button and the music stops. Mm-hmm. That's diegetic, I think. Because that movie or that music is coming from the car. We're right. listening to what the character is listening to. Oh, right, right. Meanwhile, when you know, like on a like on a scene the one that's coming to my head is uh uh it's apparently not on my head not, it's not quite the ben to the Stiller head yet. One. i just watched the... it that's why it's so in my head uh well ben stiller will get in your head yeah <laughs> <laughs> the secret life of walter mitty oh right right he's skateboarding down this long Icelandic mountain road and it's beautiful and there's a really cool song playing. He's not listening to that song. Right. That's a soundtrack. That's non-diegetic. Right. But when Kristen Wiig is playing the guitar, it's diegetic because it's coming from her playing the guitar. We're hearing what the characters are hearing. And so that was really cool in American Graffiti because we're hearing what the characters are hearing, whether it's in the pizza shop from the jukebox, whether right. it's in the car radio, At like the dance, you know, right. when they, when we get out of the car, the music is quieter or it stops altogether. And so like, yeah, from the dance. So that was cool. Um, and yeah, this was one of the first movies to my understanding that really not ever used it, but really used it and used right. it well that as you and I both said, this was, the music is this movie. Right. Right. Um, and I highly recommend the soundtrack. Don't highly recommend the movie. Two and a half, and that's fairly generous. That's very generous. I'm giving it a one. Ooh. Ow. <laughs> it's a one. For having zero you see care. American graffiti fans all over all over America weeping. Oh. And worldwide. True. I, I forgot that we're worldwide now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah iTunes is around the world. Uh-huh. Uh, so, not sure. to exclude our worldwide listeners. But, uh, yeah, one star. Nothing, nothing. I really did. I, I enjoyed the the character of the old guy. Not He's not old. The, the one who stayed in town. I enjoyed how kind he was to that girl when he did not want to be in that situation. He could have thrown her out at any time. But he sticks with her. He takes her home. Um. He's very sweet to her. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. It could have gone That's sour. That's a nice little turn in the movie. That's very true. Um, so, yeah. Uh, one star for me. So, that was our, like, that was our. You were a tough grader, buddy. Uh, I, I try. Tell you. Uh, yeah, I try. I try to be fair. Hey, that's <laughs> what you think is what you think. I mean. So, that was going to be our main review today. But, uh. As we know, last week, Burt Reynolds passed away. He was 82. Was it a heart attack, I think? I believe that's so. That's what yeah, I think I read. I think I that's read. what I read. Um, and I was, gonna, I was going through his filmography t- to do a little tribute. Sure. And I realized everybody was talking about three movies is what I saw on Twitter mostly. And it was Smokey and the Bandit. Deliverance and Sharky's Machine. Oh, Sharky's Machine. Hm. Yeah, mostly because he directed it, ah, and so they were saying right. not only was he a good actor, but he was a 
good director too and they're using that film as uh right right and so as i was going through because you know i have a movie podcast i you're a movie guy i wanted to you know do my own little burt reynolds thing sure and i realized i was very unfamiliar with burt reynolds i'd never seen any of those three movies um my when we said when we talked you and i talked about doing this tribute uh i was sad because the only thing i could really remember enjoying him in was uh boogie nights ah he plays the the, he got an award for that right oh maybe i think he did and i don't know that he was all that proud of it but well i don't think you've seen it no i don't think you'd like it yeah uh, but he plays the the pornography studio owner ah. and producer. He's like he's the guy who hires Mark Wahlberg, pretty much oh. to be a, a, an adult film star, right? And he's greasy and slimy, and yeah, uh, yeah. That, and that is what he was kind of known for in his older days was being kind of greasy, kind of slimy. He plays the same type of character in striptease, and ah. he's in he plays a bit part in Adam Sandler's Longest Yard, right? Yes. He's Yeah. Uh, again, he's a convict. He's kind of old. He's kind of an old dirt. He's a dirty right. old man. And yeah. as he gets older, that's kind of what he was. It, yeah. But I don't think he was really like that in real life. Yeah, no. I, th- I think he may have been a bit. <laughs> yeah. That, from stories you hear. Yeah. <laughs> um either way, He's a Hollywood icon. Absolutely. 80-some so, films, I believe. Yeah. He's a lot. But I hadn't seen any of his big ones. So I recently watched Deliverance and Smokey and the Bandit. And because Smokey and the Bandit was free on Amazon Prime, you watched it too. Absolutely. So I watched uh, Smokey and the Bandit. And I also watched, uh, I rewatched uh, The Longest Yard because... The Longest Yard is the one I remember him in. And so I thought, well, that'll be fun to watch. It was not as good as I remembered it, but I think that's going to be a reoccurring theme in my movie watching. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, yes, when we, we do these classic film reviews. Right. You know, my my favorite uh, my favorite bit of uh, Burt Reynolds is not, uh, not any of his films. It's his appearance on Saturday Night Live as Turd <laughs> Ferguson on the... Uh, it's uh, a funny name. I think it's yeah. He's he's got a big hat. And he's he's trying to act funny, you know. Uh, Terry Ferguson. Uh, funny name. Got a big hat. Funny hat. Funny That's hat. Big. It's big. Yeah, it's funny. So <laughs> it's it's, it's quite a funny uh, bit part. That's 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 classic Burt Reynolds for me. That's how I think of him. That's really so. Funny. I had to you know if I'm going to help you with this uh, podcast, I I had to go back and watch a couple of his films and. So, yeah, we watched uh, Smoking the Bandit. What did you think? I loved it. Now, by no means do I think this is a an Oscar-worthy, any really award film, <laughs> any award-worthy film. Uh, it's, it's from the 70s. It's filmed like it's from the 70s. Uh, but it was so much fun. Um, I get why Burt Reynolds was a movie star after this movie. Yeah. Like he he has that charisma. He's got that He's got the mustache. Got the mustache, got the smile, yep. he's got the attitude. 
and I felt like watching this, like that must have been Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Like that is quintessential. Much fun. Did I love it? Am I going to purchase it? Am I going to rewatch it? No, none of those things. But it was fun for a few reasons. One, I recently uh, learned how to uh, drive a semi truck. Right. So that was kind of fun watching these this these stunt drivers drive super fast around all the corners and you know little things like the CB radio. We right. didn't have one. I've never used one, right. but I was familiar with that side of the film for the first time. And so that was kind of a fun aspect to watching it was just kind of doing that. Right. Um, also points against it would be the the characters are so shallow. Oh, we boy. don't learn anything. It's almost actually the same thing as American Graffiti as far as plot-wise. Um, yep, uh, it is. Their job is to drive from Texarkana, or to Texarkana back to Georgia right. with a truck full of beer. And they're supposed to do it in under 28 hours, which right. has never been done before. No, never. But Burt Reynolds is the bandit. Right. And he's the only one who can do it. And I couldn't figure out at first... What that even meant? He's driving this uh, Trans Am, and uh, and I didn't realize for a little while what he's doing. He's pulling the the quote unquote Smokies, Smokies. off, you know, yes. and, and always outrunning them and fix. He's gonna get he's gonna get them all tangled up, and right. apparently Burt Reynolds or I mean Smokey, sorry, the Bandit. Apparently the Bandit. I mean not yeah, Smokey, yeah, right? Apparently he knows every back trail in those woods because and the cops don't because he always fools them into going the wrong way and well they get into all sorts of trouble but he does not now to be fair yeah uh i don't know if he knows every back road because we see him several times make u-turns right um i think maybe it's more just along the lines of he's willing to risk jumping over a bridge yes that's true so he doesn't care where the road takes him because if it's a dead end, he's going to turn around. And we see that happen several times. But right. the other thing is, is they don't know about the semi-truck full of beer. It's not like they're trying to catch them both. Right. They don't know anything's wrong with the, the semi-truck. They right. Don't, they don't know that they're in co- co- cohorts. They're, they don't know. Cahoots. That, cahoots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. They're a team, but the, what yeah, is? Yeah, if, cr- if you haven't seen the movie, uh, I'm sure we're not doing spoilers or anything. But they, <laughs> they're driving 400 cases of Coors beer, which is apparently very illegal. It was bootlegging. Yeah, it's bootlegging <laughs> for some reason, and it, it wasn't during a time when it's illegal. So I'm no. not sure exactly why it was <laughs> illegal. Maybe because it was Coors and not I don't know hams or something. <laughs> That might be right. Uh, that's funny. But I just had so much fun. It was lighthearted. It was a perfect Friday night film for me. It's something you throw on when it's on HBO and you just have a Coors yourself and just enjoy it. Uh, yeah. What did you think? Did you like it again? You've seen it before. No. No, this is my first viewing. Your first viewing. Your first viewing. Your first viewing also. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. All right. <laughs> so what do you think? Um So it had a little bit of Rambo effect for me and we've talked about this many times. Things that 
things that can't happen. And so, yeah, I have to suspend my, you know, uh, my disbelief in things to really enjoy it. it. The truth is, it's kind of a fun movie, but it's super shallow. And I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it that much. Uh, I, I'm going to probably rate it lower than you are. Uh, I, I found myself wishing it was over. Which usually to me indicates it's not a great movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Burt Reynolds and uh, Sally Field were uh, somewhat captivating. Uh, Sally Field is, uh, is, you know, Sandra Bullock sometimes called America's sweetheart or Julia Roberts or some right. of those. She was, she was, that's what she was during that time. Uh, she Everybody was great. loved Sally Field. And she turned out to be a pretty fine actress. Uh, and, and so there, there's those moments. I, I enjoyed her, uh, um, and this, there was, it, it was almost too silly for me. And, and we, you know, we, we should have this conversation sometime. I don't know if this is the time or place for it, but how do you rate a comedy? Cause it's clearly a comedy. Yes. And was it funny? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't hilarious, and some of the bits were way over the top. The sheriff that. and his dumb son. Yeah, the dumb those, son. Those bits were they got it old. Wasn't, it, yeah, it wasn't funny. It, it wasn't funny at all in that regard. I mean, <laughs> yes, there are parts of the movie that were funny, but you know, little I'd, things like him always holding the hat on the sheriff's yeah, head, right, what? and. You know, that would have been funny for a little bit, but they carried it way too far. I don't, you know, that that kind of stuff for me is like, oh, okay, oh, it's funny. Actually, it goes back to Burt Reynolds. Oh, it's funny. It's a big hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, th- then on the other hand, uh, the, the, the truck driving, I never have driven big trucks like that, but I have. I have been around uh, the CB radios mm. and and people who were you know I won't mention any names, Dad, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were they were looking for Smokies and they really did point them out and they sure. probably still do. They pointed out uh, you know there's a Smokey at Milepost seventy four or whatever right. you know and and they, they they did have handles and name fun names and things like that and. Uh, uh, Jerry Reed is a fun character, and he also did uh, some some songs that were memorable. You know, uh, when the song called "When You're Hot, You're Hot," you know, and it just. But these are older songs that Jerry Reed is the pickup or the truck driver. He's a truck driver, right? Bandit, too. right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So uh, I don't know where we are in the broadcast right in the podcast right now, but uh, I don't think we're quite ready to rate it, or are we? I well. We're we're getting closer we're, anyway, we're, but, we're but close there. I there I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it. I I would say I probably enjoyed it for about an hour. <laughs> and then and then the part where, you know, she's going, Oh, are we are we going hundred and ten miles an hour? And I'm thinking, Yeah, you are in in a car with uh, no top and nobody's hair's even blowing, you know? <laughs> Yes, you're going see, 110. And see, that's did you ever go 110? <laughs> that's funny I, you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, 
this is sometimes why I gauge your your uh, entertainment picks wrong, because you like, as you said, to be entertained. You're not there for any sort of artistic. No, and sense. I like comedy. And you like comedies. I would have, having watched this, I would imagine you ended on this pretty high. Because it is, it's just entertaining. There's there's no story. There's It's just fun on the screen. And so I would have pegged this as something that you really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but Oh, I'm much more sophisticated. You than are that. very sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, very I would have gauged guy. wrong on this one. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so there was a few specific highlights for me. Mm-hmm. One of them was when Burt Reynolds buys the cop. The Smokey, his burger. That was pretty funny. That was great. It's a classic scene. Just fun, you know. The, the bandit gets to buy the bank, or the bank robber buys the cop a donut, or yeah. what? You know, that, that's just great. Right. That's classic fun. Um, the driving stuff was fun. Uh, the, the dog in the in the truck. Yeah, that seemed like that's just. If I wasn't married or had children, I think that'd be really fun driving mm-hmm. a driving a semi with a dog across the country. Like that'd be fun. It would be sort of fun, I think. Um, yeah. So there was just little things like that that I really connected to, and I was just having fun. I don't know. Maybe I was a couple beers deep when I started it, but it was. Oh, that's I, what I should have done. I just had fun watching it. Um. So yeah, let's go ahead and rate it. Why don't you go first since it's. I think we might be closer than you think, but let's see what you say. Okay. With all my complaints, it was still entertaining. And that's, you know, one of your byline cheers. Are you not entertained? And yep. The yeah. truth is I was entertained, just not long enough. Right. Uh, I am going to settle on a three and a half. I, I thought so. I'm, I'm a three and a half as well. Wow. Um. Like I said, I'm not going to rewatch this. I have no need to. No. I don't really have a desire to. It's a one and done. Like you said, it was a little it did run a little slow. Uh It's it's got the same complaint to me as Mad Max Fury Road. Right. You're basically watching them get from point A to point B. And yeah. that's the whole movie. And there's some fun shenanigans that happen along the way. Right. I personally like my movies even on a film like this to have a little depth of character. Right. It's not always necessary for a good time. But for me, it's necessary to get a, a good rating, a movie that's rewatchable, a character that's deeper than a cowboy hat. And <laughs> and he's not. And it's fine. And it's great. His mustache and cowboy hat are perfect. And it was entertaining. And it worked it for him for 84 done. films. <laughs> and, and a three and a half is all it's going to get. Yeah. And I think that's a fair rating. So. Yeah. I thought we were going to be pretty close. Oh, well, well, you rated it right this time. That's good to know. <laughs> Ooh, you're going to go there, huh? Uh, yeah, cool. So uh, any other, I guess, let's see, Burt Reynolds, yeah. You watched The Longest Yard. I did. I did uh, not. Tell us about that. So The Longest Yard, Um, it's quite an old film, and it's really, there's... Uh, Lots and lots of stereotypes, and it's not, it's got more of a story to it. 
the the guy goes the the guy's a pro football player and he gets kicked out for shaving points and he goes to prison and the and the the warden there played by Eddie Albert of all people uh wants him to form a team to play against the guards team which is gargantuan and really good and you know and uh, they overdo it with the guards they're so mean they're all mean they all pick on the prisoners and they it's it's twinkie in that respect uh, but it's sort of it was sort of fun for me to watch uh, i enjoy uh football and so uh they form a team and then and then it I don't know. That's not a very good summary of the film, but they, they end up playing the guards. And in the end, the, the warden really wants out of it to humiliate the prisoners. So they'll be humbled. And so he can, you know, they'll be, I can't think of the term for it, but basically they'll, they'll be in awe of, uh, they'll be afraid of all the guards because right. they're so good. And, and the prisoners are so bad. And of course, you know, and along the way they have to, they get the the black guys in the movie won't play for him because he shaved points and uh, and it's it, the stereotypes are too strong for me mm. in that and uh, remember when even it was in made? A, even in a movie that's that's it's not really a comedy uh, that, there are comedic moments in it right but uh, it's a more of, I don't know a drama. Um, well, all good dramas have moments of comedy in them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you need them to lighten the the tension. Right, right. Uh, and so, I and they might just be brief flashes. Right, like in Cool Hand Luke. There's some very funny moments in Cool Hand Luke. Yes, so that's a serious movie. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, I that that was actually my comment because, or what I was going to ask, because Adam Sandler then remade. The Longest Yard. Yeah. I don't know if he directed it or who, whatnot, but uh, they remade it as a comedy. Right. And uh, it was fun. Yeah. And Burt Reynolds is in that one as well. Right. He's the he's the coach, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that, but I don't remember it. Yeah, it was it was forgettable, like many was, Adam yeah. Sandler comedies. Right. Um, But yeah, it's the same thing. The guards are huge and perfect, and yeah. Adam Sandler and his team are ragtag misfits because right. they're prisoners and so yeah it's it's kind of a it's a setup for a, a bad joke essentially right you know and it's right cheesy and unrealistic the whole way through like right right i, I, I don't know maybe back in the days that the guards did have a football team that they played the prisoners with but to me that seems like such an unrealistic premise to begin with yeah it does um, the idea being that they get a bunch of guys to scrimmage against the players so that they, you know, they'll, it's like, like you know, the Oregon Ducks playing a doofer middle school <laughs> so they can have a good win or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. That that was the idea, and that Warden wanted that because he, he wanted them to, to be humiliated. Right, so. or he wants to give the guards a little bit of a reason to t- roughen up some of these hard-headed criminals. right. And- right. Uh, they've not playing fair and stuff like the right. refs are on their, you know, it's just, it's just kind of a wonky it's, setup. Yeah. It's so stereotype. Yeah. Oh, what would you rate Burt Reynolds? The longest yard. Hmm. Oh, you know, 
I think it was okay. I mean, I guess I would probably go with it. I would probably go with the three. Yeah, slightly less fun than Smokey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then instead of The Longest Yard, uh, which I didn't feel the need to see, I felt as a movie no fan that I definitely needed to catch up with Deliverance, especially mm-hmm. because of Bert's passing. Um, and so I'd never seen it before. Of course, I had seen, uh, I don't know if I'd actually seen the clips, but I had, I obviously knew of the squeal like a pig. Clip right. That's because and- that's just so funny. Right, it's not funny at all. No, it's not funny. Uh, and then the the banjo, the dueling banjos. I've heard right. it's a great song. Right. Um. So I'd heard that. I don't know if I'd ever seen the clips, but I knew of them. Right. So yeah, I watched it. It's the story of four businessmen who are going to float down the Missouri River. No, I don't remember. I, don't remember. I did. I have seen it, folks, but I it's been a very long time since I saw it. Um, anyways, they're going to float, they're going to canoe this river that they're building a dam on. So this, this, oh, it's disappearing. The river won't be there anymore. It's going to turn into this big hundred mile long lake. Right. Um, And that's kind of what this movie's about is man versus nature. Who wins? Who, uh, like who's got the guts to make it, um, you know, with all these changes in the world, what like what is man, right. what is nature, that kind of right. thing. And so these four businessmen led by John Voight and Burt Reynolds. Uh, this is really a John Voight film. Mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds gets a lot of credit. He's the other co-lead. But John Voight far out acts him. Um, right. He's John Voight is great in the movie. Burt Reynolds is good. Um, but this is definitely a, a, a different vehicle. Um, and yeah, so these four, they're snobs. They're snobby businessmen. And they go and they tr- they treat these townspeople, these backwoods people who are creepy and backwoodsy. They kind of treat them like crap, like they don't know what they're even doing. They're, right. They're poor. They're arrogant. The for yeah the, the backwoods people are poor and they're dumb and they're uh inbred and they got all these you know no teeth the son has you know facial defects there's something going on with him he doesn't talk this boy who plays the banjo right um i will say uh up until watching the movie, I'd heard that song, the right. and all I could ever do was connect it with the squeal of the pig. Right. And so I kind of thought, like, once they get to the backwoods, they hear that song, and that's kind of what signals this attack. This attack. But in reality, that scene is full of joy. It's really the only joy in the movie is watching this little boy play the banjo with one of these city guys. They connect in a musical but, moment, right? Yeah, and it's really kind of sweet, and you know what's coming, but uh, it was really kind of a nice moment. It's probably the only nice moment in the film, aside from a few uh, nature shots, uh, a few moments of peace for the these four canoers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the film is very violent. It's tumultuous. It's got a lot of... Uh, 
despair attached to it. There's this big rape scene where one of the guys gets raped. Uh, there's some murders. There's hiding of bodies. It's a huge film. It's way bigger than I thought. Um, right. And that was cool. And I really, really enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, there are some moments that really dated this film. The sound in it really bothered me. I don't know if it's a bad transfer or if it's just the way they filmed it, but some of the moments are really clearly overdubbed. Uh, you can hear their voices, but they're miles away on screen, it seems like, but you, it just sounds like they're talking into a microphone, right. which they are, but even in films like The Godfather or not, there's the sound is fine. It feels like they're maybe holding a boom mic, but this one feels like they're talking right into a microphone over what they're saying on the screen. I felt like the sound really threw me for a loop. But as far as the movie goes, it's really good. It's powerful. It makes you think. It makes you feel gross. It's, uh, it makes you feel for both. Uh, there's some twists in it. I wouldn't say that it's like... It's not an M. Night Shyamalan twist where like the plot hinges on this moment, but there's some revelations is kind of what I like to call them. Right. Um, but yeah, so there was uh, there's some really good stuff. I really liked it. The story's great. Uh, the big questions it's actually asking are cool. They're, it's fun to think about. It was, uh, you know, what would you do in this situation? Yeah. Could you do this? Would you do that? Um, what are we screwing up with by doing things in nature that aren't natural? Uh, what are we losing by <laughs> not that kind of natural? <laughs> what are we doing uh, that's screwing things up kind of in a in a world we, worldwide sense as opposed to just in your little house or whatever? Right. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed Deliverance. I'm going to rate it a four out of five. I cannot rate it because it's been way too long. Yeah. And that wouldn't be fair. No, I like to, I usually like to rate things within a week that I've seen them. Uh, Maybe not, I usually don't like to rate it first day because you're usually coming off of a high. Yeah. You know, or or a low. Or a low. I have seen movies where I thought, oh, this one's really bad. And then American Graffiti might even be a good example. You know, you're right. Because watching it that night, it was terrible, and then you kind of thought about it, and you enjoyed a lot more of it. And well, I thought yeah. about it, and I thought it got, I got, it got worse for me. I was yeah. thinking like a two and, and a half probably that night. That's a great example because that's exactly what happened that night. I, if had I rated it that night, I would have been like maybe a one and a half. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so I like to give things a little time, but too much time. It's not fair to just be like, eh, well, so yeah, four. if you don't remember even most of the movie, it's not fair to rate it. So, I will pass on this one. That's good. That's good. Well, Burt Reynolds, uh, that's kind of our tribute, our discussion of Burt Reynolds films. Um, Anything else you want to cover on the podcast before we tune out? No. um, Burt lived a long and uh, adventurous life and was in an awful lot of movies, and uh, a lot of people will remember him, and... uh, Rest in peace. Yeah, it's kind of interesting when an actor like this dies. Um, it happens every year. Yeah. And, and no, every generation. Sure. So, you know, this generation of 
80 plus year olds is you know clint eastwood there's an awful lot of people in of them right now right and for me a ton of them have huge impacts right like clint eastwood specifically exactly Um, you know he's kind of the same era Mm -hmm. as bert Mm -hmm. Uh, he might he's actually even a little older i think he might be but, uh, yeah, yes, but, but that's you know they every year at the Oscars or big shows they show people we've lost this year and there's there's always literally dozens. Yeah, and so, and sometimes iconic names, you know. Yeah, and it's always interesting because like this one is an icon. He wasn't an icon for me. I never see a Burt Reynolds film come out even in the last 10 years. Right. And he's and I'm being like, oh, I can't wait to see that. But uh, it's... It but it's is, not a name you didn't know. Correct. Even though you'd never seen one of his movies. Yeah. So he just... He made an Bigger impact. than life in some and respect. I think that that's really cool for people like that. It's one of the reasons I like to do this podcast. Not because I'm big-headed or anything, but like... When I go, my kids and my grandkids will have several hundred hours of crappy <laughs> movie <laughs> recordings, and it's kind of it's nice to leave a legacy it, one it, way or the other. Indeed, it is. Um, it's nice to know you'll be remembered. And Burt Reynolds, I almost said Burt Lancaster. Yeah. Who's Burt Lancaster? Uh, uh, an older actor. Okay. Yeah. Burt Reynolds, also an icon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Burt Reynolds will be remembered for things like Smokey and the Bandit and Deliverance, and those will be timeless right. because of this now, you know. And so it's so, uh, it's always bittersweet to say goodbye to somebody you never knew. Yeah. It's weird. And odd. <laughs> it is. It's weird and odd, um, you know, but they make an impact in the world some way or the other. And so sure. it's nice to uh, be able to say, yeah, he was, he was a good actor. He was a and good... Turd Ferguson... You will be remembered. So that was our conversation about, our brief conversation about American Graffiti and our uh, hopefully in-depth conversation about Burt Reynolds, a few of his movies. Uh, Tune in next time to hear our episode on Night Comes On. Until then, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OneBrewOver. Reach out to us via Gmail, OneBrewOver at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Hey, uh, check out the podium. Look at this. Mr. Reynolds has apparently changed his name to Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. Okay, Dougie, you want to do the sound check real quick? Yeah. Should I lower my voice a little bit? No, just no, I should keep okay, your voice fine. the same. <laughs> okay. Oh, so kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. so we want it so that the listeners can't tell us apart. That's exactly right. <laughs> do our voices sound that much alike? No, not to me. See, not I, when I listen back to it. That's funny because I don't think they do either. Although my dad's voice and my voice sounded very similar. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Kind of a Zade thing, I guess. Kind of a Zade thing, I guess. Absolutely. We'll see if we can tell who said who. I guess so. All right. We'll find out. All right. (laughs)